What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room. My co-host, Harrison Sanford, NBC Sports Philadelphia. And in this next episode, we're joined by George Hill, my longtime homie. Got to talk to Chance about his connection with Allen Iverson, his time on his ranch, and social injustice throughout the world that we continue to fight in our world today. So let's get to it. So Danny was drafted in 2009. George Hill, his new teammate, was drafted in 2008. Danny, as a 12-year veteran, I, you and I have talked about this year, the fact that you've played almost every game. It wasn't until this past weekend where you missed the game uh, against, it was Oklahoma City, uh, okay, that you got your first missed game of the season, your first excused absence, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, Dwight Howard also has been in the league for a long time. And this year, you guys are realizing your age because you have are, you've coached your teammates in their yes. early parts of their careers. Yes. Uh, well, Dwight's old enough. He's, I mean, he's only a year or two older than me, uh, but he's been playing the league long enough that some of these guys were not born when he first started. And he has debates every day on the plane about, you know, back when you know him and Derrick Rose, MVP, you know, top MVP race, um, you know, debates of who's the best big man, who rebounded the best. They have all these debates, you know, who's top five, who's top 50. Um, so, yeah. And recently, so when we just got our new guys, you know, we got Mason Jones, we got Rajon Tucker. And Tuck, he goes, I don't know if you remember this, man, but you coached me at Carolina camp. He's like, yeah, man, you were my coach there. And I, was, I didn't even ask what age he was when he was there, but it just it was a, it was long enough for me to feel old enough, like feel old. And I was like, damn, you know, I coached Tuck. And I kind of remember his face. He obviously wasn't as big. He, he looks like a linebacker now. He's a little running back. He looks like a football player. He obviously wasn't as big as he was back then. Uh, but it's amazing how, you know, things come full circle and how, you know, certain people, certain guys, certain kids you inspire or, or watch or play or have coached are, are all grown up now and, and kind of damn near on the same level as you. Speaking of longevity and playing every game this season, uh, we've seen an uptick of injuries uh, this year. We've seen a number of guys go out. I know we saw Jamal Murray, somebody who recently uh, went down with the torn ACL. Um, when you see that and when you also think about your team's chase for the number one seed in the East and your team's chase for the NBA Finals, where do your thoughts go? Because you have to manage both. You have to manage a lot of things here in that for that in the chase of that ultimate goal. Definitely, man. You know Jamal Murray. Prayers up for him. Um, unbelievable player. Great kid. Great person. Um, I thought Denver is still a very good team. I thought they had a really good chance at doing some some special this year and getting one of those bigger teams. I saw them knocking off. They could possibly knock off the Clips or Lakes. You know, Clips again or Lakes. I saw them doing something like that. Um, without him, it's going to be tough. And, and when you see something like that happen, those things. It's a short season. So many games. So many injuries. And you see, you know, Joel have a, a, a wild you know, injury, but luckily he came out okay. All you can do, man, is just pray for those people and pray for our guys and hopefully that we stay healthy um, because that's the biggest, you know, key to the game. It's not just, you know, playing well, but staying healthy. The team that's the healthiest team is a team that usually is the last one standing. Uh, so we got to continue to take care of our bodies, continue to keep praying for those guys. We're praying for ourselves and make sure everybody comes out of this game healthy and that, you know, we can last throughout the, the rest of the season with everybody, you know, with, you know, only just a couple bumps and bruises, but a, a tip-top shape. It is the reality of sports. Guys are going to get injured. It's the game that you guys signed up to play, but definitely hoping that we can get the remainder of this season with majority of teams or all the teams rather yet staying intact. And speaking of your team staying intact and hoping to get somebody off the injury report, it's George Hill. He'll be joining us next on Inside the Green Room. Inside the Green Room is on social media. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Inside Green Room and on Twitter at Green Room Inside. Now back to the show. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room. My co-host, Harrison Sanford, and one and only George Hill, man. Appreciate you joining us, man. Long-time homie. Uh, much love, man. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, welcome to Philly. 
what is it that you were looking forward to and love about Phillies since you've been here? Well, I'm still looking forward to these uh, cheese steaks that everyone keeps talking about. Um, I keep getting about 60 different places saying that these are the best cheese steaks. So I'm just trying to figure out to narrow it down to one of the best. You can't have 60 of the best cheesesteak places, but um, I'm really excited, you know, other than other than that, you know, to be back in the contingency of, you know, competing for a championship and, um, you know, I, I, it's easier when you have friends that, that play on the team. So, you know, we go back all the way to 2008 and stuff like that. So it kind of makes it easy to come on another team uh, when you got people that you know, uh, that you talk to on a daily basis, that you see around the city and things like that, that you uh, normally live in. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting back out on the court with you guys to contribute to any way I can. For sure, man. It's crazy. 2008. I remember that. Um, we were in the same draft workout. Before you got drafted, I went back to school, but you got drafted to San Antonio. Um, it's crazy to think back that long ago. It was 13 years now. Yeah, 13 years. Um, and I remember also, funny story, that we were talking about it earlier, um, you know, how much they loved you in San Antonio. Of course, you go back there, you have family there. Uh, your family is there. Uh, when I was there, I was learning ropes from you. Uh, you were, let me say, one of my vets, but you were one of the guys that helped me understand the way of the world uh, in San Antonio life. And I know how much they loved you there. And I guess the, the right before, I guess, Kawhi, they traded for Kawhi the night before we were out as a group. And they're like, you know, you were joking around. You, I don't know if anybody knows George well, but George is a big jokester. I'm saying, yeah, I'll see y'all, man. I probably won't see y'all tomorrow. They're going to trade my ass. I'm like, make it that ain't going away. They love you. And sure enough, it was crazy, man. We luckily got traded back home to Indiana. Um, tell us, talk to us about what that was like. And obviously it's a, a you know, a bittersweet moment going back home, but also leaving a home in San Antonio. I mean, for sure. Like you said, it was bittersweet. Um, you know, I've embraced San Antonio with open arms from the first day I came and, and they did the same, you know, not just the team, not just the coach, but the city of San Antonio. So uh, for me, that's my second home. It would always be my second home. But um, like you said, it's always, always a joke. I think around trade deadline, I always say that I'm probably going to get traded. Um, <laughs> Because I've always learned you you always keep your bags packed uh, in this league yeah. <laughs> where, where they so-called are the business. So um, in that aspect, you know, like you said, it was kind of bittersweet. But at the same time, you know, I have to tip my head to Coach Pop and the whole Spurs organization for giving me the opportunity um, not just to get traded to see what that felt like because no one wants to get traded. But at the same time, they gave me the opportunity and the blessing to go back home and play in front of my family and friends. So um I could have been upset and mad, but at the same time, it was a new chapter, a new journey, journey for me. And I think it worked out for both parties. You know, I got to go back home, play my family and friends and things like that. You guys got to uh, get that draft pick from Indiana that you guys end up um, drafting Kawhi Leonard, who turned out to be one of the best in this league so far. So uh, they got a championship out of it. Uh, I still joke with Coach Pop. Um, to this day say you guys owe me a championship ring because without that trade, you guys probably wouldn't have won the championship. So I think I need half a ring or something. All right, so George, I know you're trying to make Philadelphia your new home, but as you guys are referencing talking about San Antonio, from my understanding, uh, you still have uh, not just a home there, but a, a ranch, is that correct? Yeah. Um, I fell in love with it out there. You know, I, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to meet a family named Will and Gloria Drash. I'm sure Danny knows about them. Um, mm -hmm. They kind of embraced me as their San Antonio grandchild. And 
Uh, they gave me the opportunity in 2008 to visit their ranch, um, ride four-wheelers and dirt bikes. And, and I told myself after that, if I was ever blessed enough to, you know, get a couple contracts underneath my belt where I'm financially stable uh, to, you know, invest in a ranch in San Antonio um, and have something that's totally different than what I grew up in. You know, I grew up in the inner city uh, and things like that. So to get to San Antonio and to have land, it was kind of like the norm thing to do around San Antonio. And, and now, you know, I got a ranch that I can pass down to my kids for generational wealth. And it's something that I, um, I really look forward to going back to every summer and, and making it uh, even a bigger, you know, ranch from here down the line. Can you guys take me through the mentality that you guys approach the season with at different moments? Danny traded from the Lakers to the Oklahoma City Thunder one team winning the finals and the Thunder not competing for the finals. And then George, same thing for you, ending up with OKC after being in Milwaukee, a team that was competing for uh, the champion, competing to be in the NBA finals. George, can you start? How do you, what was your mentality going into this season and how, and what stabilized you going from such different goal oriented uh, franchises? I mean, for me, I have the approach every year, no matter what team I'm on, what direction that team wants to go. Um, I will always talk, you know, being, you know, in San Antonio around that group of guys, the Manu Tims, Tonys, Bruce Bowens and Jock Vines and Mike Finley's down the line. Uh, you can go on and on that there was only way and that's to be a pro uh, no matter which way you go. Uh, so me, you know, going to OKC uh, with Sam Presti and those young guys there. You know, it wasn't the direction that I wanted to go, but it was the direction that the organization wanted to go. And and that was to develop, you know, the young talent, get good draft picks and start to rebuild OKC. Um, you know, it was a talk that I had with Sam Pressing at the beginning of the year to just come in, be a professional, be a mentor to these young guys uh, and do the best I can. And when he find a contending team for me to go to, he was going to make that happen. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, talking to Danny, I always said, you know, during during the season, like, man, like, you're blessed, you're lucky to be competing for a finals, be competing for a championship and things like that. And he always said, just keep your head up, man. You, you possibly can get out of there soon. So uh, to go full circle and to be on the same team now competing, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do what daddy does, you know, put some rings on my head. It's funny you say that because when the trades happened for both of us, kind of, I think I had just got moved from OKC to Philly, but we were both in San Antonio at a point right before the season started. And uh, he just ended up in OKC. And, uh, you know, I said, same approach for both of us. We know the, said the atmosphere, we know the business. Like I said, keep your bags back. And as you get older and as you make it, you know, your, your name becomes more of a trend in trades, all-star, uh, I guess, before the all-star weekend, before the break um, in the off season. And guys, as you get older, say you joke about getting traded all the time. He's like, oh, you know, I'm probably gonna get traded. Eh? I'm not doing a great enough job around here. You know, I'm expendable, you know, as, as you get older. Uh, but we know we bring to the table, but, we had actually met in San Antonio. Um, we were there during the same week and we had a lot of mutual friends still there that we check up on and we were talking about it. And I said, you know what, you might end up in Philly, man. You never know, just, you know, keep doing what you do. And, you know, you might be, said you probably end up on a contender at some point. And so to see it come full circle is kind of crazy, but um, yeah, you gotta keep that same mentality, man, of being a professional regardless of where you are. Um, I've just been lucky, I've been blessed to be a part of some great organizations, some great teams. I've landed in great spots. Um, but if I were to be in OKC, I'd be the same approach as George. And I'd have to be that locker room guy and that guy to help rebuild an organization. But um, so I've been lucky, I've been fortunate, and I've been put in some good situations to where, and now George is here too. Uh, we have a lot of familiar faces and guys that we know that we can put together a group to hopefully have a chance to do something special.
know, we continue, continue to see social injustice across the country, man. Um, why was it important for you uh, to speak up last year for Jacob Blake? And what are you hoping to see in the case of the Dante Wright situation? I mean, it was important for me because I, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, I was raised a certain way and, and I was always taught you, you choose humanity over money and fame. Um, and I, I think it's something that the world is truly missing. Uh, we don't have enough people who think the same way. Uh, right is right and wrong for is wrong. Um, but it, it touched me in a different way too because it happened in the city that we wore on the front of our jersey. Um, we represented that state and that city and for that state and that city to not represent us in that matter uh, was something that it, that it didn't sit well for me. Um, and, and it wasn't just the Jacob Blake situation that didn't sit well. It was the other two guys that got killed and, and the other person that got injured the day after by the young 17 year old from Illinois that came in and, and killed the people. So um, it wasn't just a black situation, but it was a right situation and a wrong situation. So um, I was just as mad for the Jacob Blake situation as I was the day after where the other two individuals got killed by the, the young 17 year old driving across state lines with his AR. Uh, and I just felt like it, it was the right thing to do, man. It, it was the right thing not to play that game, to shed light that this is something that we can't continue to see and to just, you know, turn our eye and turn our head on and, and not think about it. it. It definitely was the right move. Um, I know that uh, everybody wasn't on the right same page at the time, but I think we needed that break to refocus of why we were down there and what we were doing. Um, you know, it, it kind of happened abruptly, but it, it was needed. It was necessary. Um, I'm glad you spoke out. I'm glad that we delayed. We paused for a second. Um, said to reiterate, you know, what we are, are here for, what we're doing, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to achieve and use our voices for. So, um, you know, to me, that was a big step, man. Couldn't be more proud of you as a friend. Um, and he said, now that you're a teammate and still my brother, I'm excited to have you on uh, and see what we can achieve this year. But um, what you do off the court, man, is inspiring. And said, I can't speak enough on how, how proud I am of you as a friend and said a homie. And I'm sure everybody else around you say the same. So, I mean, yeah, man, keep still, doing, we're, keep we're doing what you do, man. A, we're still in a big uphill battle. Um, mm -hmm. What we did is still, we still see it day in and day out. Um, as we can see, you know, what happened in Minnesota again after the George Floyd trial is going on that, you know, an unarmed African-American man is getting killed by the police again. Um, you know, I, I just feel like until we hold those people in charge accountable, nothing will ever change. Um, that, that goes for any profession. You know, you, a doctor that, that will mistake something uh, for something that they got that kill someone will be held accountable. So if a doctor can be held accountable, if these guys that are on the front line to do something is getting held accountable, then the cops should be able to be held accountable just like any human being. Um, at the end of the day, they have to go home to their family just like this kid had his family and the kid to go home to him also. So um, the weight difference in a, in a taser and a pistol is, is night and day. Um, I, I could have swore all pistols is black and I could have swore mostly tasers is bright yellow. So um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, and somebody that is 26 years in should know the difference. Great. We, we talk about chemistry uh, when it comes to team on the, teams on the court and obviously off the court as well. And you guys have referenced uh, your time in San Antonio. Greg Popovich has been very vocal about 
his thoughts when it comes to social justice. And you also, both of you guys are now playing with Doc Rivers, somebody else who's very vocal about uh, social justice matters. I wonder what impact does that have potentially on the court um, when you have a coach who doesn't, that you not just agree with when it comes to X and O's, but actually you agree with when it comes to things of this nature. Huge, man, um, plays a huge part. And I think that's the reason why most people love playing for Pop and, and being a part of the organization because he knew we knew he had our back. Um, I don't know how well George knows Doc just yet, and he just got here, but Doc has gone through it himself. You know, he played during a lot of those years and, and even worse times. And I'm sure he'll shed light on it and give you his political views. Uh, but for him to be able to give us his experiences and the things that he's gone, his knowledge on what's going on, and also for them, them to have our backs, uh, not just on the court, but off the court, allows us to trust them more and to buy into everything that you know they have going on, what we have going on as a group, and we more like family. And the more you feel like family, that chemistry, I said, you know how far that can go. Um, and so there's things that are bigger than basketball. Obviously, we love the game, we're passionate about it, we wanna win. Uh, but you know, off the court, you know, that's our everyday life. You know, you can't ever escape that. We can't change being black. Um, we're gonna, have, our families are gonna still, you know, be go through these instances or these situations and scenarios that, um, you know, they're gonna be bad. Uh, so we, we gotta continue to fight and push for it and said, hopefully we have those people behind us like a doc, a pop, uh, to be able to use their voices uh, to shed light on it and hopefully get change, the change that we need, the change that we want. Danny, did you ever get a scholarship offer from Temple? Uh, I had probably gotten some some letters back in the day. Um, I, I don't know if I got an official offer, um, but I definitely did big, get some he letters. He was too big time. He ain't too big time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, I, I, go ahead, Danny. No, nah, I definitely, uh, they gave me an offer, but it wasn't like I didn't get a chance to meet uh, with them. I had a couple of visits. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't one of them wasn't with them. Uh, I do want to have some fr friends, obviously being in the, the tri-state area. I do have some friends from Philly and I went to school there. Um, you know, always thought if I could be good enough when I was younger, but then, you know, one good summer and then other schools start recruiting you. I uh, kind of got lost in the sauce. Uh, but yeah, never got a chance to, to visit Temple. Ain't, ain't no need for no apologies. It's all good. You're doing <laughs> It's all good. It, it, turned, it turned out all right. It turned out all right. Uh, but George, from my understanding, you did get a scholarship offer to Temple. You also got a scholarship offer to Indiana, I believe. Uh, but you ended up going to IUPUI, try to say that five times fast, um, and committing uh, there. And I think part of the reason was because of your great-grandfather. Uh, if you can tell us what was behind that and what made you stay at uh, IUPUI. I mean, definitely so. He was one of the big reasons. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to, to meet my grandfathers on both sides. You know, my mom doesn't know her dad and my dad doesn't know his dad. So... Um, I was fortunate enough to meet my great-grandfather, and he always wanted to see me play. Um, he never got an opportunity to because his age and uh, his illness and things like that, just getting old. Um, and, you know, IEPR was one of the closest places to where he was in the nursery home and things like that. So uh, when I made that decision, I made it based off of being close to my family that I was really close to and being close to my friends that, that were like uh, my brothers. Um, let alone to have my great-grandfather see me play. That was one of his dreams. He never got to see me play because um, basketball just wasn't my number one sport. I was a so football and soccer player um, growing up my whole life. So uh, once I got to like eighth grade year, I started to really focus on basketball. And that's where it took, uh, took its course there. But, you know, I made that commitment to go to IPUI. Um, 
for him to watch me play. He ended up passing away my senior year in high school. So uh, he never got to watch me play, but uh, I stuck with it. You know, I always told myself, you make you make decisions for a reason and you be a man about your decision and, and you stick it out. And, you know, uh, God blessed me to be in a great situation, being there to, to take over that university and, and put it on the map. Yeah, man, sorry to hear that, but it seems like it turned out well for you, man. IUPUI was your sure. spot. You did well, man. Um, I know your grandfather, great grandfather, is looking down on you very happily, very proud, man. Uh, but I know that even though you didn't chance to come to Philly and be at Temple, I know you'll like Philly. Um, there might not be any space for zoo. Like, there's probably no zebras, no space for zebras around here or no ranch. But I think you'll like Philly, man. Considering what I said, you did tell us about you had a, a good, heartwarming story about one of the I guess, connects that you've had with the Philadelphia organization. Tell us about that a little bit before you got here. I mean, as a, as a kid, you know, I think every kid grew up watching Jordan. Um, mm -hmm. That was every every kid's idol at the time, especially our age, Danny. Uh, grew up, you just wanted to be like Mike. Um, mm -hmm. But I was that rough kid. I came from the inner city. I always wanted to be like Iverson. You know, I, I, I was a fan of him. I loved everything he he stood for, his uh, his demeanor on the court off the court was something that I can relate to. Um, he was one of the biggest reasons I wore number three. Uh, so, you know, coming here was kind of tough for me because the reason I wore number three is the reason I can't uh, wear number three now, but it's all respect. Um, you know, I, I get to play and put on this jersey that one of my mentors that I really looked up to um, wore and, and wore proud. So uh, I have two threes on my jersey now, one for me, one for him which I would say, but, um, you know, my wife and my, my agent at the time, Mike Whitaker, uh, really surprised me one day for my birthday. You know, they got the old field jersey, uh, the red, white, and blue jersey um, signed, you know, by Allen Iverson. Uh, he put Hall of Fame on there to my, to my own name, to George Hill. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough, the photographer caught a picture of my rookie year when I was guarding Allen Iverson. Um, so he kind of blew that picture up and signed that picture for me also and sent it to my house. And not, not that they just didn't do that. Um, he actually gave me a call on my birthday to wish me happy birthday. It was probably one of the best gifts I ever received in my life. Um, something that I always remember, something that I always cherish. That's awesome, man. Hopefully, so things get back to normal, we'll have him at the games, man, because I know he's a big guy. He loves to show a lot of love to all of us. Um, but hopefully we'll have him in the locker room soon, but that's great, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. For sure. Appreciate you, uh, George. Thank you for coming on the show. No, yeah, thanks man. for having me. Much love, man. Much love. Hopefully get you back on the court soon. Hopefully get for some sure. wins and get ready for this playoff. For sure.